Hey guys, it's Gary. Uh, obviously, you know that. Um, really fun mashup of five different interactions I just did at ComplexCon. Uh, are we doing this episode this week? Tomorrow. Awesome. This last Saturday. Big shout out to everybody who came out to check me out. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for supporting the new release of the K-Swiss Dark Clouds, the black variation of the 003 Clouds and Dirt. Uh, as of this minute, as I'm recording, there's a, about a thousand pairs left. So go to kswiss.com slash dark clouds if you want a pair. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I think it's an awfully good episode. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be This first question and answer is from a gentleman who approached Gary with his younger brother, and he essentially asked Gary what should he do to make his brother less soft. His younger brother didn't grow up with the troubles that he faced, and now he thinks his younger brother is soft. And what would Gary do about that situation? What up, to meet you. Such a pleasure. How are you? I'm my little brother. What's up, bro? Um, nice a, to meet you. I had a quick question yeah. about my little brother. Um, uh, quite frankly, I think my little brother's soft. Like, okay. I think, like, just straight up, like, he grew the way we grew up, uh, from how I grew up now, is completely, totally different. Because things got better financially. Yes. yes. It Gener- happened with me, too. Generational. I, I had to buy my car at a garage sale. My younger brother, my brother was 11 years younger than me. How, what's the difference here? He's 15, I'm 26. Right, so 11 yes. years, same shit. Yes. I lived this life. When yes. I was 26, my brother was 15. But you don't need to cast judgment on your brother. Like, of course I thought my brother was soft. That's the thing I worked every minute. Yeah, don't cast judgment on him. He's your fucking brother. Yeah. Spit knowledge to him so that he can think for himself, but don't judge him. How do I get him to listen to me though? He, he's 15, he doesn't give a fuck about you. He, he's like, fuck you, bro, I got my shit. You get, you, you, I'll tell you how you get him to listen. I didn't cast judgment on my brother, I loved my brother, and I was like, yo, this is what happens in the streets, corporate, right? And then I let him. If he feels you're casting judgment on him, if you're always playing the, oh, you're soft, I had it hard, he's not gonna listen. If you're like, yo, I just want you to be happy because I love you. Let me tell you how this looks or that looks. Now you're giving him love instead of judgment. Then he'll start listening to you instead of saying, fuck you, bro. I don't need to hear you judging me. I couldn't, I didn't control that I was born second. Yeah. So the reason he's not listening. I think what I hear from him though is that he, there's that mentality of, I expect you to do this for me. I expect this. Don't do it for him then. His parents are one thing, but you don't have to do shit for him. You don't owe him nothing. It's really not complicated. Like, parents are always like, yo, my fucking kids are spoiled. I'm like, stop buying them shit. I hear you, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by the way, I bought my brother a ton of shit because I loved him, and then when I thought it might be said that I didn't, then you know, like, he's got his whole life. You got your, you're a fucking kid. You know? Don't judge him. But also understand your actions have an impact on him. But if you're most worried about him having expectations and entitlement that you should buy him something, that's, that you don't have to, but you can't judge the parents buying him something because that's just his life. Because it goes deeper, guys. He doesn't have, I'm his only positive masculine energy in his life. He okay. Have his father around. I get it. Single mom, four kids. I get it. We're part of that group, so it's just like, Lil, like, I was hustling, I was his age. Look, 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 look. The hardest, the hard, listen, the hardest thing is when you love somebody and you're putting them on, also knowing it might make them soft and they don't know how to go earn for themselves. 
that's a fine balance that every brother, every sister, every parent has to go through. You just have to be thoughtful about it and be patient about it. And also remember how you were at 15, he's got a million different things going through his dome. That's pretty much it, all I got, my man. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate Just you. Just love. Love will, love will, you know? That's all I got, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice meeting you, man. Real quick. Real pleasure. Uh, we'll get you in two This second question and answer was from a young lady who came to Gary who's taking over a brand online, and she was asking Gary how she could scale that brand presence and if she should redo it entirely. Hi. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. I have a quick question. So I am. Uh, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm being groomed right now to take over a women's clothing store that's been there for it's family owned. It's been there for 32 years. Amazing. Really successful. Not online yet. I'm taking it online. Okay. But I'm having such difficulty on how to like rebranding it. I don't know about rebranding it, but our clientele has been with us for obviously the entire time. They're like dying. They're like 80 years old. Lifestyle change. And I need to like remarket to the 30 yes. to 45 year olds. How do I go about it? Do I like to reset the image online? Like what am I doing? Like how am I creating the website like and all of that? Because right now I have like 20 year olds who are wearing our outfits on Instagram and but it's not really our clientele that's well, I mean, look, I think what you can do, you need to focus on the reality of your market. When you build the website and the Shopify and the Instagram, you don't go after 20-year-old girls. You go after 35 to 55-year-old girls or you make it cool to 20-year-old girls to wear your $400 sweater and you focus on the top 5% net worth income 20-year-old girls or net worth families. Like all those people are, like our, our clothing is like European designs, like very I understand. Italian. Yep. And I don't think the market is buying that stuff I understand. Right like, so how Two things, I... one, it may turn and eventually buy that. So you have to be smart because you're young as fuck. Yeah. And you need to focus on who is buying that right now and I think Facebook ads can really do a good job for you on that. So should I be on Shopify or uh, Squarespace? Can I sell stuff? I think both will be fine. I'm a big fan of Shopify's Why platform. Shopify? Like because they're integrating with everything like Instagram and everything else which is gonna then create more opportunity for you to leverage the reality of the marketplace. Can I ask one more question? Okay, so the team that I have right now that they're like sitting there the entire time, they're yes. like old as hell and they're not really supportive in anything other than I'm listening. Into like sales and stuff like that. And my boss doesn't wanna obviously fire them because they're like loyal and stuff like that, but they're not I feel like I'm just dragging the entire thing by myself. Well, I mean, all you, you know, you, I did the same thing with my dad's business. It was one person at a time. First, it was just me for four years. So how do you do it? Like, how do you, like, As take all those hats and do everything at the same time? Because I had no choice. I don't have a choice either, but I feel like I'm not really getting anywhere. I'm just, like, going and going. Can you, are you allowed to hire one person to be on your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very interesting statement. <laughs> yeah, I guess, is a bullshit answer. The answer is yes. Yeah and then you start fucking building. I had one person and then eventually all of them became my people because what I did was right. Okay. You, you understand, right? Yeah. Like that was the fucking moment. I didn't play yeah, I guess. So I, when, I when played yes. Hire, like, the, new person? the first person, immediately. Oh, you did? Immediately, be, well, no, no, no. I did probably a year or two in. Like I hired that first computer person, which was crazy. Yeah. Why would a liquor store need a computer person? Because I wanted to be in the internet. But you were trying to like learn every single detail of like, the, like Instagram I was. and all that jazz. Well, but I was learning every, I was learning 
search engines. What, this was early internet. It was complicated. Nobody was even on it yet. You have it good. Yeah, I guess is the most important part of our conversation. Do you understand? If you flip your perspective and realize how fucking lucky you are to even have the opportunity for it, and you stop dwelling about all the shit that you can't do anything about, and you start focusing on what you can do, shit gets much more fun. Cool? Yeah. On this third question and answer, um, a young lady and gentleman came to Gary with a really interesting clothing line slash program around school segregation and the history of it. And she was asking Gary how she could scale it. Hi. Hi, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hi, nice how to meet you? you. I'm good, thank you. Uh, Josh. Josh, nice how are you? How are you guys? Good, good. how are you? Good. Um, I wanted to show you a project that I'm working on. Okay. So the idea is we design clothing collections around specific social issues. Okay. So each piece of clothing looks at a different topic. So okay. for example, this one, um, all the clothes are designed around topics in education. So this is a shirt where... I totally understand. I, the brown versus oh, the board. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. I know it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm educated. It's a timeline showing that schools in the U.S. Uh-huh. are getting more and more segregated. Uh-huh. So like all the ones that we did here um, are around different topics in education. That's so this kind of one, fresh. Thank you. I like that. So, like, this looks at the gaps in what schools spend I totally across the U.S. Yeah. So, what's the question? How can I help? I'm wondering if you have any feedback on, like... How do you um, think about making it bigger? Yeah, like, scaling or, like, so far what I've tried is, like, very local. It's, it hasn't been, like... We've done things where we do, like, events to reach people or connect with, like, different groups to donate. I think what I would do if I was a third partner here, I would fuck when... I would look at people who are fucking with the issue publicly... And I just think influencer marketing on apparel is grossly underrated. Okay. Underrated. Mm-hmm. So the, I would literally search hashtag Brown versus the board, see the 87 people, because that's a that's a weird hashtag. Yeah, yeah. But look at the 87 people and look at if there's one person that gave a fuck mm-hmm. or go on Twitter and watch who gives a shit about these issues and DM them. It's a game of asking. Mm-hmm. Or run Instagram and Facebook ads if you have the money, and a hundred bucks is enough money against people that fucking show interest in social issues. It's just, you're building an apparel business. Right. You know, when K-Swiss did this with me, they're targeting entrepreneurs. You're targeting people that are socially conscious, which good news for you, grows every day. Uh Right? But you're selling 55 fucking dollar t-shirts. A lot of people like being keyboard warriors, but don't like putting down that dollar. So, my ironic thing is, for example, I think 70-year-old liberal white old people, liberal old white people, is where I would run the Facebook ads against because they can afford $55 fucking t-shirts. Uh-huh. So just business. Yeah. Okay, so you would think, one, think about people who can like, look at the price point and then two. Yeah, I mean, those are expensive, right? That's expensive. So like 18-year-olds who might fuck with it heavy just don't have 55 to drop on it potentially. So you don't want to waste your time on that. In the beginning when you need to build that base. Or you go to organizations. You should DM, look, you're in, you're in sales. Not in art. So you need to be a salesperson or find one. If I, if I was head of sales, I would be hitting up nonprofits that have a lot of money and be like, yo, you should buy 10,000 of these and give them to all your members. Because I'm a salesman. Do you feel like the price is incompatible with the 
No, but I, of course not, because I can afford them and I'm down with the fucking cause. I think you gotta eliminate the ideology that this is your sector. Until you become fresh, it's expensive. Supreme can do that. Got it? Do you understand? You need to, oftentimes I say shit like, yo, everything happens in Atlanta, and like whatever happens in the hood in Atlanta, I know I can get rich white girl to, yours is the reverse. You need to win in San Francisco, LA, and New York to like old white Jewish rich people, get the money, bring down the costs so the kids can fuck with it. You're literally the reverse. Make sense? Yeah. Don't be ideological about who the customer is. I know you want fucking who you want. I, yeah, I get that you fucking want, you know, Gunna to wear it tomorrow or Kendall Jenner. I get what you want. <laughs> but when you're ideological about who you want versus taking who you get and saying, No. Let me tell you what, no, I think it is. I don't want you to think that way because it's a terrible place for you to go. Venture funding is propaganda that all of you grew up with that is real bad. Let me tell you who you should take money from. An 83-year-old activist who made a fucking ton of money on a law case 18 years ago and just wants to give you a milli because he wants to see you come through. Not a fucking banker that went to Wharton and in Goldman Sachs and is gonna kill you until you make a return for him. Mindset. Perspective, right? I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you like always like outgoing and just like want to help everybody? Is that like is that a you thing or is that like you? Did you go to like some business what do you think? classes? Yes. Like all the time. That was always me. It's funny. Some girl gave me some love. A, a friend that I went to high school with. She's a verified photographer, and she gave me some love on a post. And I was like, Kate. Tell all these kids in the comments like who I was in 93 and 94. And she just said, you were crazy. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I went back in, I was like, tell them who I was. She was like, oh, you were kind. You, get, you were nice to me when I transferred to the school. Yeah. And, and but it's gratitude, it's guilt, it's DNA, it's environment, there's a, my mom, there's a million reasons, but it's super me. And that's why when I sit on stage or make videos, I'm like, be you? The only thing that worked for me was be you. And by the way, being me, didn't make it fun for me in my 20s and 30s because being nice and fucking being a hustler and working every Friday and Saturday wasn't cool. Now it is. The world came to me. Nobody that I know that knew me in my teens, 20s and 30s thought I was cool. Nobody. I was nice and I worked my fucking dick off. You know what I mean? I didn't go out Friday and Saturday night. I was nice and I worked every hour. That's like I mean, I, it changed. You know. It changed in my favor. Entrepreneurship <laughs> entrepreneurship became the thing. So all the shit I learned in selling t-shirts and, and liquor store and baseball cards, that's why I could give you advice on your t-shirt business. All the shit I learned on how Threadlist as a Silicon Valley 2009 internet startup company and busted tees and all that shit, that helped me. All that shit I learned by working with Fila and K-Swiss, I can give you answers. I put in the fucking work. You're welcome. You're welcome, bye-bye, cheers. Good luck. Thanks. Real pleasure, man. Take care. On this fourth question from the K-Swiss booth, question and answer at ComplexCon, a gentleman asked Gary if he didn't come up with adversity, how does he get over his self-entitlement? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, so basically, I want to ask you about how like to lose your fucking self, like entitlement. Like, I grew up in the second safest city in the world. Like, Irvine, California, thirty minutes, live thirty minutes away from here. But like, I feel like I'm so entitled because of my environment. Like, well, first, don't beat yourself up. You couldn't control it. It starts with not beating, not overreacting the other way and being like, I'm a piece of shit, right? You didn't fucking have a say in it. Just by acknowledging it and letting and starting to practice to change your behaviors is how you address it. Don't shit on yourself, just start adjusting. So then how do I not overtracting and build confidence? It's a great, that's a great question. By getting into a place where you start losing and you're okay with it. You need to go and lose. Make yourself uncomfortable. You know? You know? That's what it is. You got, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. And that's something I'm super aware of. Uncomfortable, no, even going to. Like, I just don't want to do that. You know, like I, <laughs> I've always been in the safe space. Right? I get it. Like, I just. Well, maybe, me, maybe that's okay too, though. But for me, it's like go out and lose. Like I, I, I don't know how to deal with that. I guess. I know? get it. I get it. So, I get it. That that makes a ton of sense. That's the whole reason I talk about this shit. Right. The question is, what do you want? You know, that's the question. Because if you said, yo, I want to build a big business, I'm like, yo, you got to start practicing how to lose or you're going to have no shot. I just want to impact my family. So my brother, my older brother, he's 24. It took him five years to get through community college. He's a drug addict. I, I just want to positively impact his life and change his life, right? Because well, that's nice. I, that's amazing. It's, it's terrifying seeing what his, like, how his life has gone. Like, so so that's a big thing for you. Right. Yo, look, I mean, but you don't have to do anything other than to be there and love your brother and over-communicate and, like, like, you don't have to go and, like, do anything big or inspire him. All you have to do is be empathetic and over-communicate with your bro. You know? That has nothing to do with entitlement. Well, the other part of me, like, I just feel like I'm lazy because I'm entitled. I get, by the way, but that's okay because you can change that. Right. The fact that you even understand that, bro, the reason I keep pushing this shit out is for somebody like you to even know it's true because you 20 years ago didn't even know it was true. The fact that it's even in your head now gives you a shot. You know, but you should also not overjudge yourself. It's like contradiction in feelings. It's not your fault that your parents had it like that. You know, It's not your fault. Now the question is, what do you want? Hey, on the emotion kick, you want your brother to not die, right? That's, that's number one. That's more like being there for him, like being thoughtful, not looking the other way when he slips, like being in there, right? As for you, you know, you gotta figure out what you want for yourself professionally and, and personally. Or just don't be a dick about your entitlement. Just being kind about your entitlement is an incredible way to live. Watching people that got a good situation, but they don't, they're not dicks and they're kind to everybody else, yeah, that in itself's a big move. Awesome. Make sense? Thank you so much. Dude, I like where you're at, man. I Keep just, chipping away. I love you, man. <laughs> I'll be back. You and, you and fucking uh, Tony Robbins. You're on the right, you're, you're in the right vibes. Thank Keep building so on it. This is awesome. Thank you, brother. And lastly, the fifth question and answer from Gary's Dark Clouds Complex Con booth was a gentleman asking, how do you network with larger names like yourself, Gary? How do you what? How do you network with someone at your level? With somebody like me? Yes. Two ways. Perseverance of getting lucky. Because okay. a lot of times I'll just put people on because I'm just in the mood. Yeah. Number two, you watch people like Virgil 
like me, like you know, like people that you want to fuck with, yeah. and you look for a moment when they need something and you provide it. Wow, thanks. Like, what can yeah. you provide? Uh, I do designs and websites. You should literally DM every person that you think is fucking cool in the world, yeah. just like I told your man to DM, yeah. and be like, yo, yo, T Grizzly, I fuck with you. I'd like to make your website better because it sucks. Yeah. One out of every 15 are gonna say yes. Then you get to walk around and tell everybody that you done, you made Lil Baby's website. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, thank you. You got it. Can you take my business card? I sure can. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.